Look at the Boga Hunting Podcast. That's why I, I tried not to have camps on my bow. I don't have to deal with slippage or anything Shut like up. that. You just put a new string on there, you're fine. What is Boga? But seriously, that's the dumbest thing ever. It, it go, I am all about Just strap it to your pack. Really appreciate the fact that you're from Michigan and not Georgia. You don't want to be the next Mark Kenyon. No. I'm a shit show. <laughs> that's, that spot's taken. You can see how pathetic Jared's face is right now. <laughs> because that's how it looked. It was just like, is this good enough? Before we jump into this episode, we have to thank a few of our partners that help make this podcast possible. First up is First Light. Great camo, fusion, cypher. You get to pick your option, or you can go that new ash gray color. Uh, they make fantastic merino. They make great stuff for elk hunting, great stuff for hunting down south, great stuff for deer hunting by us. Um, so we rock it all year long. We love it. Check it out, firstlight.com. If you guys are in search of a new pack, then you guys have to check out the Seek Outside Short Tail. It's designed to cover three main uses, which are the western big game hunts, it's tree sand friendly, and it's great for backpacking long trails. And it can pack out close to 200 pounds. You could carry out a Jared. You can carry out one of me if you use want. The, use the promo code BOGA, all caps, for 5% off your order. Jared's sold separately. If you're looking to get into the tree saddle game this year, then you guys need to check out Trophy Line. These guys have been around since the 1960s, and they've been doing it ever since. We're going to be rocking their Ambush Light tree saddles this year. They're lightweight, they're comfy, and they're extremely easy to use for that beginner. Head over to their website and use the promo code BOGAHUNTING10 for 10% off your order. If you're looking for a quality, handmade, top-of-the-line traditional bow, look no further than Bivouac Bow Company. Jim and Georgia there are excellent boyers, handmade, custom. They are precise and they make fantastic shooting bows. If you're looking for a great bow, check them out, bivouacbowco.com. So if you guys are like me and you find that buying new arrows can be completely cumbersome and annoying where you have to go to the bow shop and have them cut your arrows and glue in the inserts then you guys need to check out vector custom shop all of their arrows are purpose built meaning they're going to take your draw weight your draw length and a bunch of other specs that you want and they're going to actually make the arrow for you and then send it to you and they have direct to consumer prices so check these guys out vectorcustomshop.com there are a lot of good apps out there but if you're a hunter and you're looking for a do-it-all app, check out HuntWise. First of all, they have GPS software that tells you where you are, where boundaries are, if you, you can share locations. But it's also a, a community of hunters where you can all share what you're experiencing. We'll post there pretty regularly. Actually, that is where I have my only social media account. So if you want to see what's going on in my mind, go to HuntWise and check us out. Josh, welcome to the Boga Hunting Podcast. Hey, man, thanks for having me, fellas. Yeah, yeah, we've been watching your stuff for a while and figured we got to get you on. This month, we're doing a bit of, you know, information about scouting and, you know, judging by some of the uh, the videos that you guys put out and some of your social media, you know, you guys know how to get into some uh, good deer and, and bears. So mm -hmm. figured, got to get on the phone with you. Yeah, we're looking forward to season coming in. It's It's been too long since we haven't chased any deer. I know, it feels like feels like it's been way too long mm -hmm. this this I, I don't know if it was covid related or what but i feel like this not hunting season dragged on yeah. for a long long time 
So. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people have, even getting out. I don't think people are, are getting out as much. I mean, it's it seems like it's just affected everything. Yeah, well, it'll be good to get but, out in the woods with a bow in hand with ill intent. That's exactly right. So being aggressive, Josh, you are um, part of the Untamed. You want to describe who you guys are, what you do, where you're based? Yeah, it's uh, we're the Untamed. We uh, we have a YouTube channel, the Untamed Hunt. We're out of uh, Southern West Virginia. And, you know, bow hunters, you know, our, our, our big thing is we're houndsmen, yep. but we're bow hunters, rifle hunters, turkey hunters. You know, we, we want to be, just be good woodsmen and right. set, an exa- set an example. We, our big thing is we want to shine a positive light on, on hound hunting and, right. and try to get non-outdoor people to, to change their mind or at least be on an even keel and, and also even change the perspective of a lot of out, other outdoorsmen and hunters that don't that don't like hound hunting, hound hunting or respect it. Well, why do, why do people, why do you think people have such an issue with, like, why are they so caught up with using hounds to hunt? Uh, well, I think that, well, according to all the armchair experts on YouTube (laughs) and the internet experts, you know, it's unfair and and it's, and it's not fair chase. We're hunting in a zoo, (laughs) but no, I, I, I honestly, I think the, the, the people that, we get bad comments from or, or just not against us, but they're just negative comments. It's people that don't have the experience for one. Right. And they're unwilling to learn something new. Yeah. Or, or, or try it. I, I feel like any, any hunter that uses dogs is going it catches, catches a bad rat in the, in the outdoor industry. Yeah. It's funny because I mean, first of all, I think that on YouTube, people are way more prone to, say something than like on like on instagram versus social uh versus like something like youtube right i feel like people are more willing to say some say something negative on youtube for whatever reason i don't know i think i agree with that you don't think so i think i think there's people on every social media platform there is that just have to voice their opinion in most i want to say i mean it's almost 50 50 that's negative I feel like though there's a lot of trolls just looking to just. We don't get a lot of too much. No, but, but we get more on we, on. Uh, we know how to YouTube. hammer back at them though. Yeah, we did. We yeah, which we we don't ever really hammer back. Not pretty, a hammer. We're pretty but diplomatic. We're more of a you know just kill them with humor. Kill them with a little humor and a little grace. <laughs> just leave it be. Well, I mean, we we have tried to be diplomatic about it, right? And say so, you know we understand your view. You know, we, we get a lot of guys that hunt bear over bait. We don't we don't care if anybody hunts over bait. Right, right. If it's legal in your state, hey, have at it, man. Yep. Well, and tra- training dogs is not – it's not like you just mm-hmm. – you get a dog from the dog store and you take it out in the woods. <laughs> no, go, go chase the bear. Go find that bear and do exactly – like, you know, it takes a lot. You guys are training them most of the year in some way or another. In West Virginia, we can run year-round. Yeah. Now they hibernate here for maybe three months. Okay. Uh, they they usually they're usually in the first couple of weeks of January and they come out the first couple of weeks of April. But even on the off season, you know we're running bobcats. We're doing we're doing something with our. I mean they're like children. I mean it's it's not like we're like you said we're not going to the dog store and say hey let's go bear hunting mm-hmm. let's right. be bear let's let's be a bear hunter today. It's just a misconception of cheating and it's not. Right. I mean in my opinion it's it's the most ethical way to hunt bears. How so? Well, for one, when we shoot a bear, it's dead when it hits the ground 98% of the time. Right. It's the cleanest shot. Two, we can tell the size of the bear. We can walk up and we can say, hey, 
is this a bear that we're going to harvest or is this bear we're going to release? Yep. Without without wounding it, without endangering it at all, we can let any animal that we catch go. Mm-hmm. Three, we know the sex of the animal, right? of whether we want to kill it or not, whether it's a sow or a boar. I think that's three major points that you can't do any other hunting right? to, to the detail that we can. Very so for the most part for people who aren't you know bear hunters the the really I mean there's three main ways you can obviously hunt them you got like a spot and stock option which is mostly out west somewhat in the mountains in the east you've got the bait bait and then you've mm-hmm. got dogs and in Michigan it's mostly baiting mm-hmm. and some dogs right yeah um, that's right and those are both legal you can run start running your dogs to getting them you know kind of practice with them i forgot like is it august or july something like that Mm -hmm. so really but there's not there's rarely do you have a guy who goes out with no bait and tries to like sit a you know like you would go hunting for deer where you're just kind of finding a pinch point and hoping you know (laughs) well Uh, you're not going to be your your success rate is going to be very low doing that yeah like you said you you have to do one of those three you have to spot stalk them bait them or or dog them yeah right and we're just, we're big advocates of, uh, you know, hound hunting is like that low. Uh, I don't know if y'all know Clay Newcomb. Yeah, we oh, had yeah. him on. We love Clay. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So you know, I've learned I've learned a, a wealth of knowledge from Clay and listening to him. And I've we've met him several times and done podcasts with him. And you know, and I've always known that you know hound hunters get a bad name. There are rogue hound hunters out there. Right. But there's rogue uh, anything yeah. out there. There's but always that's that. Exact, that there's that's always exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. There's always rogues in in anything, but and hound hunting is the low hanging fruit for these non outdoor activists and groups. Even there's even some hunters within the industry that just are against it. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I feel feel like that's the Disney. You watch Bambi and they use those dogs and they like start a fire. Don't they? Isn't that? Yeah. Yeah. It's like you get this uh, image of these these dogs and these guys who are just drunken idiots, you know, following (laughs) them through the woods. Yeah. And, it, you know, that low-hanging fruit's getting attacked, and that's what nobody else in the industry re- understands. Yeah. But once that fruit's gone, what what do you think that the, these, non, these non-outdoor groups are coming after? They're, they're going to come after antelope hunting or elk hunting or deer hunting. Right. They're or, always yeah, going to attack. Probably, yeah. They're, yeah, they're always going to attack the outdoor groups. Well, and that's, that's a way that a lot, of, a lot of times they attack it. They'll try to say no baiting and no running dogs, which then really is like— not really a season then like because there's no real legitimate way in, in a place you know like the northeast where it's super thick woods mm-hmm. there's no you can't spot and stalk them because that's just there's not enough too thick, space yeah. for it you can't bait them and then you can't run dogs so effectively there's no real season because no one's really hunting them mm-hmm. yeah so i mean it, that's why we're always kirk and i are always talk about it in our group i mean is that we're for everybody right i don't I might disagree or not be of the same opinion of you on your on your ways of hunting, but hell, if it's illegal and you're outside doing it, and maybe by the grace of God you're recruiting or influencing a child or getting somebody uh, an adult into the woods, hey, I'm a hundred percent for you. Yeah. Well, and this, there, and this kind of debate. Everybody ought to support everybody. Right. And this kind of debate happens with guys about crossbows or on the other side, like why would you shoot a traditional bow or you know, certain types of rifles or, or whatever. So, I mean, there's always going to be that line that people are trying to find and debate about. And I feel like, you know, with dogs, maybe that's why it's closer to that line in people's eyes. I don't know. Well, I think it's more or less a, a conversation of hunting methods. There's, yeah. there's a lot of people that, you know, do the baiting 
There's people that run dogs. There's people that do spot and stalk, stand hunt. It's all different kinds of hunting methods. Right. And whatever method you do, you believe that's the only way to yeah. go hunting until you, you know, actually sit down and talk to somebody else. Right. I, I was sitting down and talking to uh, somebody at work about some of the new, I guess, deer baiting regulations here in Michigan. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, I, I love baiting. Like, I do it all the time. Like, that's the only way, that's the only time and, and the only method that I have to do right. in order to in order for me to kill a deer. Right. And I'd never, I guess I had thought about it, but never really deeply thought about it. Like, Hey, this guy likes hunting. Yeah. That's his only method of hunting is, is to throw out bait. Yeah. Would I go and bait? No, because I prefer more of a, a primitive pursuit. Like right. I go out and like nice. to pursue primitive the man. Pursuit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like to find the sign, hunt the animal. Yeah. You find enjoyment. Yeah. Same thing goes with like what weapon you use. Like I, I right. like to shoot a traditional bow. It's not the right. same, mm-hmm. you know, but that doesn't mean like it's just because that's what I find. Right, it doesn't enjoyment. mean you're wrong and I'm wrong. It's yeah. just, well, you're wrong. Yeah, but. well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you, I, that, but that's for me. I don't, I don't give a damn that you're hunting with a trad. Right. right. I don't care if you want to sit over bait, and I don't, I don't understand why other people's prerogatives matter to so many other people. Right. On, on, on their, like you said, their, the way that they hunt and the styles that they hunt, and I think that. It, it puts everybody against everybody. Yeah. No. I mean, and, you can even take it, you can even take it as far as using an outfitter. Like, right. why would you use somebody else to go hunt an animal? Right. That's kind of almost the same argument as, well, why would you use dogs? Right. Or You're still using something else to help you hunt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a very interesting debate. Mm-hmm. And I have no yeah, problem with that, any of and that. And that debate will never end and it will only cause problems in the outdoor world forever. Yeah. Right. And, and put, put, groups of hunters at odds against each other well but that's just that's just a little bit of uh, my opinion on hound hunting and i don't we went on hound hunting and i apologize no no actually uh, i was i had it in in my notes to talk about it because really what i wanted to know is is what it's like you know hunting in west virginia because you know you're running dogs after you know big bears you're shooting some monster bucks i mean i saw you guys were out frogging it seems like West Virginia is this hunting paradise that, you know, I didn't know much about based on the video videos you guys are putting out. West Virginia is a, um, we had, you know, the, our, our big thing in West Virginia is we have four counties in Southern West Virginia that are bow hunting only. Sweet. And they wow. have, they had, they have been since 19, I think it was 79 or 80. Interesting. I did not know that that was even, I, I knew there were little pockets of stuff like that, but never, never like a whole County. Yeah. Those four counties all join. So, and, and they, they grow some monster bucks. I mean, you know, it it's a great kept secret. The whole state is. I mean, yeah. For the for, for outdoor enthusiasts, one that's one thing that you know our, our government administrations they they know the amount of hunters in West Virginia. Yeah. And they that we they do a lot of stuff without outdoor enthusiasts. I mean, and there there's something in season year round. Yeah. They keep you outside. Yeah, I mean that's what they want to do. I mean West Virginia is a, a great kept secret. I mean it, and it is. It's like a little outdoor heaven. Well, I mean, I, I watched your 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 ghillie suit buck fighting video. I mean, man, the, I was so close, dude. <laughs> it looked like private land in uh, like Iowa. The, the caliber of bucks that were were fighting, and it that was was that public land? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just some monsters. Uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I had that drop time buck. Yeah that was fighting two days before that i watched him go to bed early uh from probably i don't know a thousand twelve hundred yards 
and it, he went to bed early, but I got up, he, he, and I stayed, I stuck around to see what he was going to do. And he, and he did. He only stayed there for about an hour. I, I would have never got to him and screwed it up. And then watched him go to bed again about 10. And then he was down, I felt like. I feel like once you, if you put them to bed a little bit later in the morning. Yeah, they're going to stay. I feel like they're going to stay. Uh, I don't like going after that, that real early deer that you see bed, you know, within an hour or two of daylight. But this is very different than, you know, watching your videos and I, what I assumed you guys were doing out there, which my assumption was you did a lot more sitting pinch points and stuff like that, stand hunting. But it looks like you guys do, I mean, at least some spot and stock, you know, grab your vortexes and, like, check them out and go go after them once they're in bed. Yeah, I mean, there's times that uh, really what we do, and I've hunted on the ground. I, I'd rather hunt on the ground than swing in a tree at any time. Right. That's and another I, debate we can have. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will get in a tree, don't I mean? I hear you. But no, I, I mean, and that is another debate. There's people that say you ruin ground by hunting on the ground. You bump deer out of the county. But we, when we go out, we might sit on the high point for, and it's it's like, it's kind of like hunting out in the Midwest. West. Now, I've never deer hunted out there, but I've watched a lot of YouTube videos, and I don't know how long those guys are glassing, but we might sit there and glass for three or four or five hours. Right. Once we find a deer and it's either, you know, we're, we're going to take a guess on where he's going or if he goes, if he goes to bed, then we're going to see what our best move is and go after him. Yeah. But now we, we get, we get in trees too. Kirk, Kirk hunts a lot of saddles and pinch points and, and funnels. He gets in a stand more, more than, more than I do, but, yeah. uh, and, and Jay, Jay's a great tree stand hunter and, and, and Zach, I mean, all these guys that we hunt with, I mean, these guys are great deer hunters. Yeah, you. I mean, you guys, are, and you're doing a bunch of things when you're out there. Like you said, you're hanging, you're throwing on ghillie suits. You're, you guys are, you know, nothing but creative when you're when you're going after after a deer. But but like this time of year, say you know it's August. What are you guys doing to get ready for for deer hunting? Are you scouting new areas? Are you always looking for new spots? Or do you stick to kind of the rivers and the streams that you're used to? Well, it, 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 where we hunt. <laughs> There is, there's very, I mean, we hunt private land and public land. Mm -hmm. Ever since our first year on YouTube, and it's just the way it goes, we hunted public land and we killed a couple bucks. And then one of our, one of our buddies, Trace, shot a Boone and Crockett, shot at a Boone and Crockett on public. Okay. Uh, a spot and stalk. Well, it kind of seemed like our videos showed people how we were hunting and yeah. how many deer we got on. The public ground that we hunted kind of got swamped. Last oh year. really yeah you hate that gotta be because careful it, it, man it doesn't bother me a bit i go somewhere <laughs> else yep you know i'm not gonna get aggravated hell they there's more people out bow hunting now i think because of our videos and and, and hunting on the ground and do, doing their thing and i'm I'm glad them kids are out there doing it mm -hmm. yeah. well and you're learning a lot of woodsman skill woodsmanship skills hunting on the ground moving and glassing you're you do learn more about the woods that way than walking up to your tree, climbing up and sitting down. Not that you don't and that, that you can't that way, but it's easier for, it's been easier for me in the past to learn more about where I am and what I'm doing by still hunting mm -hmm. or, you know, by spot and stalking because you, you get to know the lay of the land really intimately. Yeah. You get to, you know, understand how wind plays off of things. There's, there's just a lot of, a lot of, and, and you're just covering more ground. So you're seeing more things. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, you're going to find, where the deer are bedded now, where the deer are bedded later on, yep. what they're eating now, what they're eating later on. If they're eating, you know, if the acorns hit down here and you're in you're you're in red oaks and black oak, 
and you're finding all kinds of acorns on the ground. You're like, oh, there's acorns here. Yeah. You know, two two points of two points down down the ridge. There's a white oak point. Those deer, those deer ain't gonna eat those red oaks and black oaks. No, they like those those sweet, sweet white those, oaks. You know, sweet they're, boys. they're gonna be down there on the white oaks. It's because it's what less tannins, right? In those, right? Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Yep, that's Somebody right. was t- trying to talk to me I'm like it's less tannins. They're like, what are you talking about? If you ever try one, taste one. There, there's a there's a definite difference. Oh, there's there's a huge difference in the taste. Yeah. So and a huge difference in the size. That was um oh the butcher from Maine, Justin the butcher. Yes, he was talking about making acorn flour. Yeah, he He's, says it's time intensive. Yep. <laughs> he said, but you Damn, can you, I guarantee it. you yep. grind that stuff up, man. Although where I went to college, we had oaks and oaks and oaks, and in the, the there were huge old oaks, and in the uh, fall I would go collect them all. And I feel like, first of all, if I would have made flour, that would have been amazing. But I would collect them all and take them out <laughs> hunting and make, like, my own acorn food plot. Because I was like, yeah. man, they love this stuff. Mm-hmm. Did it work? Uh, you know, I it worked pretty well. We killed, When Jared and I were in college, we killed a lot of deer in a short amount of yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, I, we, we would eat. That would be, like, our primary meat source, I would say. Yeah. Still, It still is mine. You I know, know. Although I will say this. I'm embarrassed to so I, I'm embarrassed to say tonight <laughs> I uh, had beef for dinner. Oh no! And I thought to myself, I was telling Laura, I feel like beef is the the meat of choice for a traditional hunter because you got to go and buy it from the store, and you're not you know you're not always putting as many animals down. But no. yeah, I felt like less of a man making like a just a cow meal tonight. Oh, who's hunting wrong? I'm hunting wrong. Yeah. Maybe I am. Well, wrong. I, I I don't fault you at all for it. Hell, I had fried chicken. <laughs> That's not bad. You know what, Josh, you're not helping my cause right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have to ask, you know, we're talking about your videos, and I'll have more hunting questions, but something came up that I, I just needed clarification on. You oh, mentioned gosh. you <laughs> mentioned it <laughs> we go. that deer will get boogered, right? Boogered out of somewhere. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so yep. from where we're from, I've never said right. said boogered. And so maybe for the m- northern listeners like what? What when you say that you know that boogered that deer? You know, use it use it how you would use it, and then maybe define it. Can I take a stab at it first before you say? It? Yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Don't so, blow this. That'll be offensive. I know. Um, I'm gonna say that it means like when you spook them out of the air. Spooked. That was what I assumed. Yes. But sometimes yeah, they say they like boogered the, out of there. Like they got out of there yeah, quick. They I, boogered I, out. Well, I, yeah, they boogered out like they 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 bounced out like I boogered yeah. them. Yeah. They took off. It's, yeah. You know, I bugger them. It's my fault. I kind of, I kind of, you know, you all would probably say I bumped them out or I jumped them. Yeah. Yeah. I lived in Virginia. I really, uh, really I, I botched lived in, it. I lived in Virginia. I know the lingo. Are we allowed you know, to say boogered? I'm sure you are. I mean, hell. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what are the rules for this kind of thing. I feel like I want to going forward. I boogered them out of there. I, we use it all. I use it a lot. Okay. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with any mucus or anything. I hope so. <laughs> Okay, you know. so so I, that was totally a side side question. You know, we're talking yeah. we're talking West Virginia. I mean, some of my language on the videos, yeah. probably needs probably needs asked about. You know, it's just we're here to we're um, we're people men of the people, yep. and we just want to make sure you know the masses understand you know what you're what you're covering. Yep. And uh, oh yeah, no, I mean I'm sure that I use words sometimes or my dialect <laughs> comes across, and everybody's like. What the hell he's saying? <laughs> That's right. Just go with it. Yeah, go yeah. Let's go with it. So, so yeah. going back, that was a tangent. What I wanted to ask you really about is right now, mm-hmm. August. You're preparing oh. for for you know some of, some of, you got you know your spot blown up because you gave away your best spots on YouTube or whatever happens. You're looking for a new area in West Virginia. 
it's August. What are you What are you looking for? Well, I mean, for the areas that we that we still hunt the private that that nobody else can hunt. Yeah, we know we know that land. We're getting our cameras out. Uh, we've had we've had some minerals out since March, April. So we're just watching our cameras. It, it's staying about ninety five degrees right now down here. Ooh, baby. There's not a whole lot of movement. The deer are staying down low. But scouting's getting ready. I mean, we're starting to probably next week we'll start laying in the woods. Yeah. And we'll just be walking, looking for the current bedding areas, you know, the current sign. Yeah. And then glassing in the evenings. I mean, we glass much more than probably a lot of eastern coast hunters. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I mean, noticed. We, I thought that was interesting. I mean, I mean I, I I'll glass I'll get to an area where I can look across a holler, glass in the woods. Yeah. Once the once the leaves are off. Hey, we wanted to take a quick break here from the conversation to thank a couple of our sponsors who helped make this show possible. One of the reasons why James and I love hunting so much is because we get to share our wild game with other people. But we need to be able to do it that's easy and reliable every time. Gorilla Grills is a local company here in West Michigan based in Holland. One of the great things about them is they ship the grill directly to you. There's no middleman, no big box store, so they're able to make a superior product at a better price point. The food and the smoke quality that's coming off this grill is unbelievable. We've received so many compliments on it already. So if you guys want to find out more about what Mark and his team are doing over there, head over to GorillaGrills.com to order your new grill. Now a proud partner of Boga Hunting, the American-owned, veteran-owned, Wisconsin-based Vortec Optics Company designs, engineers, produces, and distributes a complete line of premium sport optics, accessories, and apparel. Dedicated to providing unrivaled customer service and exceptional quality, Vortex backs its products with an unconditional transferable lifetime VIP warranty. So if you guys want a glass with the best, head over to VortexOptics.com and use promo code BOGA20 for 20% off. Thanks for listening, and let's jump back in. Now, time out. I, I'm pretty sure you know what a holler is there, don't you, Jim? I think so. Well, yeah. I'll say I, I, a hollow. I think it's hollow. <laughs> a hollow. Oh. How, is that like a like a kind of like a drainage? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got it's you. It's just yeah, a yeah. big drainage area, so yeah, I'll yeah. get on one side and look to the other. Okay, yep. But we glass a lot in the evenings, like right now. Sure. We'll go out and glass, you know, at, at, at dusk and, and see what's moving and what's not moving. There's not a lot of ag down here. Yeah. It's mostly big timber and surface mining, mm-hmm. uh, po- post-mine land use. You know, yep. it's being reclaimed. So there, there are areas to glass and scout from the in the evenings, but you know, that, that's, that's pretty much how we scout. I mean, I, I, I personally, I don't do a whole lot of preseason scouting. Okay. Because just for the and I'm not against it. One, I don't have a whole lot of time because I operate two other companies. Right. And then when season comes in, I, I'm constantly on the move on foot. Right. So you got it. You're kind of saving up some time even just to be out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I respect that. Uh, it's a lot of you know, time I, getting out there and scouting, and, and I mean, you're saying you're glassing for a few hours. That's no. a lot of time. No, here's here's been my trick lately. I take the dog for a walk, and I'll be like, "Hey, yeah. I'm ta- I got to take the dog out, but I'm ta- it's gonna be a new spot." You're just out scouting. Oh yeah, I scouted the whole time. Smart I, dude. The problem is when it's in Michigan, we don't have. If you're going on state public land, whether it's state or federal yeah. land, it's usually so jungly. Like there's no very few times where I'm glassing 
mm-hmm. because at least during the, t- the time where you'd scout on public land, because it is it is literally like a jungle in there. Like I sweat through. I'm pretty sure I sweated through my bino harness the other day. Whoa! Like I was. I came out just drenched in sweat. It's just thick and jungly in there. So have you been? Have it, you been? It, it's real. It's real swampy wetlands, right? A yeah, we're we're in, we're in a pretty swampy area, and it gets muggy mm-hmm. here. Yeah, uh, and so you you just kind of get it's finally cleared up in the last couple of days, but the last week has been. I'm kind of in the woods where my house is, and so my windows stay fogged for like days. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I remember that. Yeah, but I mean, Kurt scouts a bunch. You know, yeah. he's he's out. You know, we we depend on uh, cell cameras a lot. Yep. Uh, the c- cellular cameras, and then we run a bunch of conventional cameras. And that, that's how we, we scout, because once the season starts, we're glassing mm-hmm. all the time. And that, yep. that, that's pretty much my scouting, is hunting, and I figure it out along the way. Yep. And if I bump deer, hell, I don't care. I, I just bump them. Yeah. I mean, they're not, it's not like they're going to run. People say, well, you're going to bump them, you'll never see them again. Well, they're only going to run as far as you're going to chase them. You're going to booger them out of there. Yeah. I don't that's think he that's will. That's exactly right. Yeah, you're going to booger him. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah, but they'll be back. Boogered is impermanent. Well, well, I don't even think they need to be back. I I, I've, I have boogered deer out and looked on the HuntWise app and looked at the terrain feature and go, hey, I think this deer is going to go over here. Right. I'm going right back after him. And, yep. you know, 20% of the time I'll get back on that deer. Yeah, right, because you know the terrain and you're able to read maps fairly well. You know, that, that deer, I don't know if you all saw the um, two years ago, the the big eight point I killed yep. in the ghillie suit. I, I was on that deer three days before that, the day before that, and then that whole morning, that morning. Just and then I told I, I told know. Jay I was, I was like Jay, we're going we're going to go do it. We're going to get in right in the bed with him this evening. Yeah, man, we didn't walk up that knob a hundred yards. He was bed. We bumped him 30, 30 yards from us. He jumped out of his bed. When you're doing this, how long are these shots that you eventually get when you're when you're spot stocking them? Now, I mean, that, that deer there, I shot at 13 yards. 13 yards. Wow. That's a trad distance right there, Jared. You That's that? right up Jimmy's alley. Yeah, 13 is my specialty right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that deer was at 13, 14 steps. That was a frontal shot, and I caught hell over it. Ah, uh, yeah. But the deer ran 70 yards and died. That's a pretty devastating. If you hit him right right front in the chest, I've yeah. done it. I Remember that deer I shot like that, Jared, and it it was snowy, <laughs> and it bled. bled. It looked like a fire hose. It just—I've never yeah. seen a deer bleed like that. You really didn't even need to track that, it. And that—that no. that was the that same experience I had. I mean, it bled all over the place. Yeah, the people don't like it because uh, there's no exit wound, and then you have a chance of it hitting it in the face if it puts its head down. But and you have to be careful. It's a smaller—it's yeah. a small window, but man, if you if you can hit it, that's that's a pretty good shot. It's ethical. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but you know that we've shot them anywhere from ten yards out to sixty. Right. Sure. There's a Jared range right there. 60 is a sweet spot. You know, that deer last year that those bucks were fighting, I got down there on them. Yeah. And when I snort wheezed, and when I when I snort wheezed the second time and that deer pinned his ears back and started coming, yeah. I was like, I was like, hell yes. <laughs> Come you know, on, Daddy. When, when, when stuff starts coming together like that, you start getting real excited. I, I, I get. I do, too. Freaking, yep. I freaking get super pumped, man. That deer was going to, if he had kept on coming, on the same path he was on, he was going to be 32 yards below me. Yep. Jeez. Well, there, there's always but a point, he, though, when that happens that there's, at least for me, when all of a sudden I'm like, oh, it's about to actually, this is going to mm-hmm. happen. You know, there's a point where the, the yeah, deer re- crosses right. whatever line and it's like, oh, this is about to happen. I better get ready. Get you know, face on. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we've had those, 
those situations, I've, I've had a lot of those situations hunting on the ground because you always think it's going to happen. Yeah. And something will, the wind will swirl, the sun will end up moving on you and yep. get you, get me out of the shadows. And, you know, more times than not on the ground, you're going to see a lot more. You're going to learn a lot more. And I've done it a lot, but my experience is, is you're going to kill less. Right. You're going to have a lot of opportunities, but those opportunities always, they're not all going to get fulfilled. Right. But it, it's a, it, you know, you learn more and it's, you know, for me, it, it's just really fun. Yeah. It's, it's exciting and you're moving. I feel like it's very, it's, it's great practice if you're headed to like, it's great to get you ready for like a elk hunt because you're doing a lot of the same type of stuff. You get up high, you glass and you move in after they're in bed. Mm-hmm. You know, last year, Kirk, we, we put a big deer to bed. Yeah. It was not, it was not fun. It was, it, it poured the rain. It was 40 degrees and we waited that deer out for four hours. Did you get Kirk, him? Uh, well, Kirk was 40 yards from him for probably three, three and a half hours. Yeah. Until he got up and presented a shot. You know, he high-centered him. The the deer moved as he released the arrow at 45 yards. Yep. High-centered him. Deer lived. I hate you know, that. It, 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 it sucks. But, but then afterwards, it was like, man, that was a freaking blast. But, like, when you're sitting there just getting poured on and it colder than hell, it sucks. You're that's like, the type man. two fun right there. Isn't that, isn't that what they say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I would, I would, I, we wouldn't trade it for anything. I mean, me and Jay sat, sat back and, and filmed it from a distance, and, and, and Kirk and Lane Lane filmed him actually with him on the stock. Me and Jay were at least able to uh, – Jay put his little cooker out and made us coffee and stuff, and, you know, it was we were okay. But it's just a ball. I mean, and, and multiple hunters can do it. That's, right. When, when we can hunt together and do it, it just makes it a lot more fun. Yeah, no, and, you know, it's interesting you bring that up, like having a buddy willing to do that. Not everybody is down for that type two type of hunting mm-hmm. fun. So that's when right. you when you find a partner, a buddy, you know that's willing to go out there and deal with it and like will actually like it later. Because I've been on hunts where they haven't, and we've done these kind of had these kind of situations happen. And the rest of the time I'm with them, they're I feel like they're a little mad at me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, you know, you what you got into. I'm man. like, man, I've been trying to tell you this is just what's gonna happen. It's go- there's gonna be prickers. Usually when I'm out, you're going to be, or as some people say, briars. You know, you're going to be full of something by the end of it. Or you're going to lose a wet. You might lose a boot in the swamp, you know. But uh, Yeah, I mean, I understand that completely. I've had people with me that are like, man, this this is no good. (laughs) But that's almost what makes it great. That's like, so if you're successful, I mean, that makes it so sweet. And if you're not, then it's like a funny story you'll always tell. Nope. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I've had people hunt with me on the ground are like hey josh we keep on getting further and further away from the truck man right <laughs> yeah yeah well we're gonna keep on going yeah, well, I'm, well, that's I'm, the I'll, point. Get, I'll get i'll get back to the vehicle whenever we get back yeah exactly we'll, we'll find our way back you know. yep uh, that's key for finding a good hunt hunting buddy that way yeah jared and, jared and, you, you like the type two fun i think that's why we get along I love a good type two fun just uh one of those nights one of remember the the death hike or like you know, no, thunderstorm washout that we camping. Yeah, we're we're literally you, just you, feeling, feeling the ground being washed can, under us. Yeah, you can tell through your all's communication that you all get along well. Mm. There's yeah. times where there's times when you know. Well, there's times for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I got to put Jared in his, you know, his place over the phone. Yeah, not next to me. No. Some of that that internet courage. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, you I want to talk about a troll. You should read some of our text <laughs> messages. You suck. You suck. <laughs> yeah. From a comfortable 10 miles away. That's called being smart yeah. right there. So That's you, awesome. You've, you've been putting some trail cameras out on private land. 
right? Yeah. What's where? Where are you? What's dictating your trail cam placement? Like, what are you looking for when you're finding a spot? Throwing out water. Water. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a drought down here for the last four weeks. We just started getting rain in the last couple of days, actually. So you, you're gonna you're gonna be near water. Our laws, you know, on public land, we we would get cameras and minerals out on, on public land, but our laws got changed this year. You used to be able to bait or use minerals until I'm thinking the date was August 31st mm-hmm. or July 31st. Yep. And then it got cut out. But see, on public land, they they cut out everything. Yeah, that that is weird. This this year, you you can't use minerals. You uh, you can't do any of that. Do you guys have like CWD or EHD or anything like that going around? No, no. But I think I think it had, and I don't know why they. Now they did in the Eastern Panhandle. Okay. And then, you know, we're going through our uh, elk restoration. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. In in in, in Southern West Virginia, in those four bow hunting counties, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's where they were stocked, and that's where some big WMAs are. And I think that they, I, I'm sure that the the elk. They don't want elk in there and right. feeding off the same thing and, and, and getting diseases. But I don't know. So so really on, on public land, we we probably won't even we'll scout on public land, but to know what we got and put minerals out that they're not allowed anymore. But when we put cameras out now, we're just putting them on trails that we've known from the past. If we don't know and we're looking in the area, yeah. And we're just walking and that we'd walk a lot. And we always carry extra cameras in our packs. Nice, yep. And if we, if we come across a good deer trail or a good watering hole mm-hmm. that's just like that we've never found before, then we'll set up a camera and see what we get preseason. How, um, how many cameras are you running at a time? I say between uh, uh, between uh, four or five of us. I'd say uh, I don't know thirty. Carry um, the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a lot of cameras. Uh, How do you keep track of all those? The, and the you know crazy thing about it is, is a majority of those are cellular cameras. Oh, that's nice. That's that sweet. Very nice. And then uh, there's a there's a there's you another debate, is whether cell cameras give you an advantage or not, because uh, there's some people that say you shouldn't be using them. They're sweet. For me, where I work so much, and we're and you know and Kirk and I when we're focusing so much on the untamed too, I don't have time to go out and check cameras. Right. That's a whole production, especially trying to do it and not leave any scent. Like my, I always try yeah. to go and it's like raining or something like that, and that's always a thing. So we 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 run we run a bunch of cameras between all of us, and and we'll, and on our conventional cameras, they might get checked once a month. Right. That that's pretty much what we'll do. Yeah. Now there is there's there's a couple areas that I think we're going to get access to in in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and we we will have to go down there and and put in our scouting time. Yeah, just finding a new new areas and, and getting a sense. Because it'll be it'll be we'll be going in there completely blind. What are you looking for when you go? Where where are you heading in, in Kentucky? Like right right over the border? No, it, we'll probably go down into central Kentucky. Okay. I, I'm I'm not much on telling location anymore because man, people. No, I need I need coordinates so yeah. I know where to go. Hey, hey man, ain't no doubt, man. I mean, I've had, I had I had my truck had stickers on it and everything. I had people follow me. Hey man, they know where you the bu- if you go there, that's where the big bucks. You can some share bears pins are. on Huntwise. You can. I'll uh, be it looking for a big, share. It, it ain't where the big bucks are because I'm an opportunist. <laughs> I like that. I can appreciate. It. I've always been an opportunist. I'm not. Yeah. There was a big buck here, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if 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 I look at a deer and and he gets me gets me jumping, then I'm going after him. Right. Revs your engine. Uh, yeah, because. It, on the ground, I, I I think 
any any animal you kill on the ground is is an accomplishment whether it's wild hogs bear deer mm-hmm. i don't have a lot of experience don't have any experience hunting out west or midwest for elk or anything like that i i i want to in the future now we we hunted mountain lion out there but i saw that was a sweet uh, series mm-hmm. by the way that was that i think i saw instagram takeover you guys did for mountain lions that oh, was cool we, yeah yeah we, we we've been out there the last five six years yeah this, okay this, this is the first year that we did a uh well no we filmed we filmed in 2018 too but i, di- I didn't make that trip okay. um, but yeah that, that's we we've we've really to be a couple a few eastern houndsmen we've done really well out there the last five years that's impressive same and you have the same dogs same bear dogs for mountain lion there's not much difference in what you're doing right i mean they, they do they're doing the same thing we call our dogs meat dogs i like that yep mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever it takes <laughs> yeah. whatever we put them on we hope that they take the track right it seems like you they know. do they do we, we I, i'm i'm very proud of the the group of hounds that that our group has yeah that they're they're uh one of the finest pack of hounds i've ever been around no and, and that's that's, that's no that, small feat to get mm-hmm. that going it took me 20 years yeah. to get 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 the pack that I have. That's cool. That's awesome. And and there's a, that that goes back to that the debate. Like there's there's some pride in in you know in having dog. your your own a good dog mm-hmm. or um, dogs. And it doesn't just happen. And so I feel like you know when you're thinking about that to run bears with dogs or not, there's something to I think feel like there's points in your favor when when you got to think about the the work that it takes to even get them to be able to do that. My my now I love it. But it's got to a point now for me, and I and I say I've said this I don't know how many times. Yeah. And everybody talks about what we can do for recruitment to get people more in outdoors to, for the retention. I'm telling you, if people would try it, especially kids. If you get kids with dogs, I don't care if you're rabbit hunting, coon hunting, bear hunting, cat hunting. You involve kids and dogs in hunting, they're going to start liking hunting. Yeah. Because kids, because kids like dogs. They mm-hmm. do like dogs. You know, most middle aged people and adults like dogs right if you don't like a dog uh, i don't know there's some there's a that's a, something questionable about you right right there yeah my son has hunted <laughs> has bear hunted since he was three years old okay went to his first tree bear hunting had diapers on steel nice he, he just turned 12 last month and you know how many bears he's killed how many three zero zero bears i was way off you were way off well hi he's probably he's probably seen 70 or 80 okay. in a tree. But he, as a 12-year-old, a young young person, he has so much respect for what the dog's doing. He loves the dogs. That's all he cares about. Just treeing them. Yeah, he just wants to hunt his dogs. Yeah, that's he awesome. wants He wants to be out there with them and wa- watch, them, watch them hunt and watch them work and, and, and pet on them and love them and reward them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like and to be petted on and loved on and rewarded, too. Oh, every yeah. Once in a while. yeah, man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> got to get it when you can. Uh, yeah, that's right. I, I I'd do a lot more if I got petted on every. That's day. right. <laughs> 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 but but I'm just saying, you know, it, it's a. I've seen it, my son, of getting him in outdoors, and now I never pushed him to hunt anything else. But in the last year and a half, you know, he's he's wanted to go turkey hunting with me, deer hunting. Yeah. This year, he he turkey hunted every day with me besides four days through Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio season. He only missed nice. four days. Wow, that's commitment. Yeah, and he didn't kill a bird. He missed missed one. You hate that. I mean, mm-hmm. he, I mean, he he he, he die hard. I mean, his resilience to keep after it. And then he tore his ACL the last day of the season. Oh, you hate that. 
Uh, well, while great, he was hunting? Yeah, a daggone raccoon got after him in Ohio. Wait, what? A raccoon. Did it bite him? In, like, he didn't bite him. It just no, made him like, it run. Just and... got, it, just, it kind of false charged him. They'll do that. Uh, <laughs> and it, 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 it startled him pretty bad. And uh, he, he kind of took a jump towards me, and his foot got caught in a root wad, and his oh, meat wow. popped. So, Those things are mean, though. Uh, raccoons, and they don't die. They just are tough oh, as nails. Oh, they're tougher than hell. Yeah. Tougher than hell. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I think it's uh, getting kids out there. I think it's a great way to get kids out there, you know, in the woods. And I mean, even people, I take people that never have experienced it. Yeah. And it just opens their eyes up. When you go hound hunting, you don't have to wear camouflage. You don't have to worry about scent control. Right. You don't have, you don't have to worry about noise. You're, you're just out there. Just, yeah, you're out there learning, man. Yeah. And, and, and just enjoying it. Yeah. And listen, listening to one of the favorite, the best sounds that you can listen to when you, really, when you, when you, yeah, when you hear that train coming through the holler, I mean, it, it sounds good. Yeah, that is a magical sound I've heard. Even, yeah. even when I take my, I got a beagle. I'll, well, I'll take him out like rabbit hunting. When he gets on something and he lets out that that beagle howl, it's a very, it's, oh, just, yeah. it's just right. It's a good sound. The, uh, and you all, hopefully, you all will get to. Uh, here this December. I'm hoping I'm so. Hoping I would to. love to get. I've never d- hunted with with dogs, and I would love to see you know how you guys spot and stalk whitetail out out there and the just process, very different. I, yeah, I just want to. I want to see the process. Yeah, and yeah. just learn how yeah. you guys do it. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I mean that that would be our game plan if we get this thing put together, which I think we can. Yeah, is bear hunting, deer hunting, eat good and tell a bunch of bunch of stories and lies and yeah, mm-hmm. mostly lies. Uh, I'm yeah, telling you right now. <laughs> if I start talking to you about the fifty-point buck, you, I'm full of it. Yeah, yeah, dirty pointer. He starts talking about I any kind to, of buck. I, to, I, I, I tell a lot of good stories. That a lot of people think they're false, but they're all true. That uh, I've had a lot of a lot of good experiences. And, we'll put that to the uh, test then. Yeah, we're, well, and the thing is, the more you're in the woods, the better stories you're gonna have. Which is the great thing about being out hunting. And one of my favorite things about it is, you come in every night from hunting everybody's got their own story to tell about what they saw what didn't happen what did happen what tree they why hit. what tree what limb they hit trying to shoot at a deer that kind of thing yep good stories well that, that and you know I, I we get all kinds of comments and conversations with people like man you all get on a lot of deer and this and that and right we had we did, we did 2018 we had a great season last year we struggled kirk killed a deer jay killed a deer i didn't kill i shot a monster in ohio and out of a saddle and lost it. Yep. I hit, no, I didn't look. He, he lived. Uh, we got him on camera two weeks later. I think the number one thing that helps us is how hard we hunt. I mean, if you're out there most days yeah. during the season, yeah. opportunity is going to present itself. It just depends on how you grasp that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Making the most uh, of uh, it. Uh, yep. Yeah. We're, we're very aggressive. I like that. I'm very aggressive. I don't like, I don't care if I booger a deer. Because uh, you're going to get back on. Yep. Well, that, that deer, that deer's not leaving the county. I'm getting back on that deer. Right. It, yep. You know, it, it's not like a gun. Now, I think that during gun season, yeah, I think you can run a deer out of a county. Sure, because they're already being run around ragged, anyways. Yeah, yeah. When 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 you're out there gun season and everybody's throwing pop shots, yeah, I think you can run one out. But doing what we do, if one if if you scent bump one or or noise bumping, 
Mm-hmm. He's only going to run as far as you put the pressure on him. Then he's going to stop. Hell, he gets winded just like humans. Right. Hell, I don't want. I don't want to run from somebody from here to the other county. Right. Exactly. Well, and I think this is a lot of location dependent too. Like in Michigan, if I bump a deer, even in the fall or even in October before gun season, there's a good chance I'm not going to see that deer for months. You know, like, but but that's pressure related, and that's totally a different location than you know where you are. But now I hunt. I hunt on the ground in the woods too. I don't, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big ground hunter and, and I hunt big timber in the woods too. You yeah. Know, well, I mean, on the ground. by us, we just have so and, many people. The deer are so pressured. I feel like. Yeah. It, I mean, you, you all probably have as many hunters in Michigan as our population in West Virginia. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> there's, when you go out, especially gun season, there's orange behind every freaking tree. Yeah. yeah so you. It used, yeah. I mean, the Orange Army is still very strong in West Virginia. Okay. During gun season, you know, we go south to hunt bow hunt, bow only. Yeah, that's smart. And everybody that that lives down there is is going to the counties that have rifle season because it's that that right that deer season tradition. Yeah, so they they like to go up there deer camp style and yep yep yeah yeah, yeah. and it's a you know it's a great thing. So I can understand the pressure and stuff being different, but. I, I've seen some of the woods that, that you all hunted in, and like some of the stuff that uh, Dan Infold hunts in. Yeah, sure. Same kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm probably getting in a tree there. I mean, I, I'm not going to try to fight that and hunt on the ground. Right. Yep. That's you what know we what I mean? Yep, that's what we do. You know, it, I, don't, I see that you ruin more ground by hunting on the ground. Yeah. It's just, and again, it's just, you, you basically play the game that you've, you're, you've been given. So if yep. it's, yeah, sick, I mean, you're hunting your situation. Yep, yep. exactly. Michigan is a, is a, is a high pressured, I, I've read so much about Michigan's public land and the, and the pressure yep. uh, that's on the animals. It's tough, but I mean, when you do get something, when you get a, any deer, it feels good, but when you get a good buck on public land in Michigan, it's, it feels really it's, good. it's a big deal. You feel pretty good. Yeah, you're pounding your damn chest. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, getting pumped up. Well, hey, Josh, um, we're coming up on time here. I want to thank you for, for taking the time to, to hang out with us tonight mm-hmm. and talk a little deer hunting. But for, for people who want to, you know, follow you, um, see the things you guys are doing, what, what's the best way for them to, to find you? Check us out on Instagram at The Untamed, on Facebook, same thing, at The Untamed. Mm-hmm. Follow us, subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, The Untamed Hunt. Yep. You know, that's the three ways you can check us out. Well, your videos have been getting me real excited for the season. I've been watching mm-hmm. it just once, once about, you know, after 4th of July, I feel like you've rounded the corner, you're in the tail end of summer, and you can start getting really excited about you Start to smell it. Yeah, I start, I'm getting a little we, ruddy already, you know. You, I mean, you got to figure that West Virginia, for us, guys, we're, we are exactly, uh, our season comes in on August 29th this year. Holy cow. That is a beautiful thing. So we're, 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 at, we're four weeks away from our hunting season started and, and, and pandemonium setting in. Yep. That's a lovely, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we got four full months of hunting everything this fall. And then, you know, we're leaving, we'll be leaving uh, some at some point, depending on weather and snow, going out west again and cat hunting. And, nice. Awesome. But we're going we're gonna to pound the ground and give it hell this year. Love it. Good deal. Maybe we can uh, join you for one of them yeah. ground and pounds. Absolutely. <laughs> I, 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 look for, I look forward to catching up with you guys face-to-face at some point. And uh, cool. hopefully it's down here. Definitely. And uh, we'll get some hunting in. Sweet. All right. Well, thanks, Josh. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Yeah.
thank you for listening to this episode of the Boga Hunting Podcast. If you guys like what you hear and want to follow along on what we're currently up to, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on and follow us on Instagram at Boga Hunting. Join us next week, and we'll see you then.